The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when nickels down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gon' this town tonight. Welcome to the Formula for Sports Talk. We are live on a Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day. It was a... Uh, Kind of a peaceful day Monday, um, so I don't know what you call today, Super Monday or Super or just regular Tuesday. Probably regular Tuesday. Just regular Tuesday. We had yeah. the Alex Clancy in the studio. It's just us two, so I don't know how we're gonna do this. We may do a we go back and forth, bidding wars or or. or is nobody to, somebody to break us up. We start brawling. <laughs> <laughs> we got Cindy uh, and uh, Deborah Debris on location and. Uh, let's just say they own location. Yeah. <laughs> now Deborah has some work to do in Chicago, and she's out there doing um, um, what she do. The good stuff. She's good at what she does. Yeah, she good stuff. So we we definitely a pleasure always having her on the show, Deborah, uh, and what she brings to it on the third segment. Clancy, I mean, um, down and dirty. Uh, Cindy got a lot of things going on too. So oh, when we get into the show, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Memorial Day, what you do? I worked. Work. Yeah, and then I is that uh, the fifteen hours you were talking about? No, no, no. That was Sunday. Uh, Sunday. No, Monday worked. Played a little pool yesterday, a little Q club. I got to get down good. to the relaxing. Club. I, re- yeah. I remember that man. It was it's good atmosphere and it's cheap too. Yeah, it's good. So good pool tables. Are there any holidays? That's a memorial now. That's that's you know we recognize those men and women of service and how this country got built and how it's still how we're still using them. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just gonna keep it clean with that for, as far as that's concerned. But are there any holidays that make any sense to you or don't make sense to you? Uh, I I mean I think Valentine's Day is ridiculous. Yeah. They may, it, Hallmark holidays make so much money and it's it's ridiculous because in theory every day should be Valentine's Day, right? In theory, yeah. I, I think uh, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Valentine's Day is stupid to me. Um, Mother's Day and Father's Day is stupid to me. Really? Yeah. When are you not a mother or a father? Yeah, when when shouldn't you be treated a certain way? Well, I mean I think Mother's Day is is most important of the two, so, just because you know fathers are always. They're always uh, quoting, uh, quoting uh, uh, who was it, uh, Chris Rock, about how, uh, you know, fathers, you don't say, hey, dad, thanks for knocking out that light bill. <laughs> thanks for knocking out. You know, no, mothers are always, all dad wants is the big piece of chicken, according to Chris I, Rock. I, I think mothers are um, the backbone of a lot of families, but it's still still one of the, it's a silly holiday to me, really, or a silly day. Because if that's the case and you believe that, then it should be every day. You're lucky What's Cindy's the, not here. Cindy, lucky she's not here. <laughs> Cindy, like, yeah, because she'll be the one to say, uh, "Excuse me, all, all this I do for my daughter." And I, okay, yeah. you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're huh. doing exactly what you're supposed to. So I think I'm not touching that one. Okay, well, you know, Valor, you know, I, I don't Valor say Valor that day, much, but I'm, I'm not touching Valor that. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. Father's Day, um, Christmas. Okay. I mean, not Christmas, but uh, well, maybe I get more into that <laughs> later on the show. But uh, not later on the show, but sometime down the road. Thanksgiving is another one. 
Really? Yeah. Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is more. It's people don't really celebrate it for what it really means. Right. They celebrate it to get family and family. Yeah. I mean, it's a massacre. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Thanksgiving. I I mean, but what you think about is you think you got good food, you got your family around you, and Thanksgiving was disguised as a feast. Well, I I mean, this place, uh, United States was was built on massacre. So United States built on. Doing something to somebody else and profiting off, and that's we that's we still doing it now. Yeah. We're still doing. If you can go deep into into your um, history, your United States history, or you go deep into world history, you'll find a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I don't really feel. I don't. I wasn't really prepared to talk about that. This today. is Cornelius sports <laughs> talk. We're gonna talk sports, and we're just gonna talk. Uh, f- fair. You're gonna talk. <laughs> yeah. You. I mean, I, I can't help if you just only know sports. If that, if that's your <laughs> no, problem. No, that's not what I'm saying. Hey, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not prepped to. Uh, I haven't done my research. My history is not my number one topic. Research on this. All you gotta do is live, live through life. You don't have to do research on this. Yeah, you're right. Let me say, um, congratulations to South Mountain Community College. Uh, I think the coaches over there are Jake Harrington and uh, Andy Walker. You know, Andy Walker is one of the coaches over, uh, actually teachers over at the Legacy. Uh, Legacy. Uh, I need a couple free rounds. But uh, good stuff, good stuff. Those kids coming out of South Mountain, and and I say that because you always find diamonds in the rough. But do you find good people? You also find good people to help bring them out. And and Andy Walker and Jake Harrison did a great job over there. These guys are national champions in golf. I have to go over there and play a couple of times, whether it be free or not. I'm I'm being serious. Yeah. Because when you can get those guys, and you, I mean, you're going against everybody in the country. You're going against some guys, and golf is a uh, enduring sport, you have, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent at the right time. Because a lot of guys, are, a lot of people out there can play golf at that level, but can they do it for four days? Can they do it grinded out for four to ten days? And so congratulations to South Mountain, South Mountain Community College, um, Jake Harrington, the coaches over there, and Andy Walker. Uh, good job. Now, where we get our 15%? What? Uh, Rock Bar. Rock Bar? Rock Bar, Old Town Scottsdale, Fifth and Craftsman. Say Clancy's Corner to the bartenders. I was over there this weekend. Why is, it, why is it just 15%? Well, because I'm, I'm working up. I'm working up. <laughs> you working I, up. Yeah, I, I got to start somewhere, you know. I, I like the guys over there. Alex and Brian over there, the owners. They're um good guys. They're, they take care of you when you're over there. 15%. I think you should give um. I, I think it should be at least 20. Okay. At least 20. And that's that's being nice. Well, you know, we'll get 15% there. 15% you know is tax. Okay. Well, here's the, here's the thing. It's fifteen percent. So, I mean, whatever you oh, think, uh, I, you know, I might be able to get you a couple, two, three free, uh, free crown rocks for if, you. If but. I don't get anything free, I'm never going in there again. Yeah, yeah that's just the well, bottom line. Well, I, Everything I, is free. You just got to put a word to it. Okay. You don't agree? I, I agree. Next topic. <laughs> that is a topic. There's no next topic. It's, no, no, no. There's I mean, talking. I just, I just talked to them and I was like, you know, I they um they have plugs on uh, Bickley and MJ and stuff. Some of the radio shows around here. And, um, oh, I'm gonna see if we can get them. We need them. We need to make some money. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this is this is step one. You know, maybe we'll, we'll start to build a relationship once we get some flow over there. Well, last time we were here, we, we were talking Lakers basketball. Lakers are gone. That's your mm-hmm. team out of there. So, uh, you look, you watch. Well, they here. should be. Yeah, they should be gone. They got a lot of things they need to fix over there. And I mean, a lot. You, you think about, um, you think about powerhouse organizations, powerhouse teams, and Lakers being one of them with the championships. What is it, 62 years, 33? Championships or something no, like that. No, they have seventeen. Seven, well, seventeen because the is, Boston have the most, right? Nineteen. No, no, seventeen, and then the Lakers have sixteen, I believe. So they have okay. thirty-three combined since right, since right. Bill Russell started. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so they got to. You talk about building a whole lot over there uh, with the Lakers, and you shouldn't have to do that. But sometimes you got to tear it down and build back up. Mm-hmm. I think they, in tearing it down, I think they need one piece. 
and that's Dwight Howard. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, is, is uh, this team was great for the Phil Jackson, you know, theory of basketball, you know, the Zen and the triangle and everything. But with with this, they're trying to they're trying to change the face of of the offense and and the defense because you know Mike Brown's a defensive He's a coach. He's a coach. They should play a lot better. So, but I, I think that Powell is going to be the scapegoat here, even though he shouldn't be. He still he will be missed. When they when they send him away, I think that's going to be uh. a big I think that's going to be a big mistake on their part. They're getting older, but that doesn't mean they made it to they made it through this uh, first round of the playoffs. They didn't have a great year. They didn't have they don't have a point guard. So I mean, it's like a Ramon Sessions might not even exercise his option. So like there's there's a way to make the trade for with Powell like they were going to do with Chris Paul to but Houston. He's a year older now. I think and he, he they would have got more for him last year. I really believe that I, Powell. Whether he's a scapegoat or not, I'm just saying he needs to go because he didn't show up in these games. And you, That's and true. you expect I'll give you, that. you expect a guy like him to show up, and I'm I'm looking for it. But it looked like, you know, this guy was talking to himself the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if if they can trade him, like Houston's still a viable option. You trade him to Houston with Lakers have six or seven pieces they can trade with him, trade with him, and maybe get a point guard and yeah. Luis Scola. Luis Scola's their power forward. He'd fit in nicely. You don't expect too much from him because you expect a lot from Powell, and he just hasn't produced See, I, in the playoffs, especially. I like the guys that you don't have to run plays for, but that that contribute. And I and I keep when I say that I think about guys like Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. You don't make, we don't run plays for Dennis Rodman, but he'll get you uh, ten rebounds on offense, ten on defense, and have a great game and may get you three points. Mm-hmm. And those three points are huge because they tap in that you don't even expect. And he don't even expect them to go in. Mm-hmm. But Paul Gasol can do a whole lot more than that right now. Nobody's you know, Dennis Rodman and his rebounding was a craft. That was an art form. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Gasol, all my action you do is get 17 points. 17 points, 15 rebounds. I will win. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't. Because you have got Bynum over there, exactly. Yeah. And Bynum needs to grow up. And, be, and I don't want to talk too much on the Lakers. I think we did a whole lot on the yeah. Lakers. Uh, but Bynum needs to grow up too. And then get get a. If Sessions doesn't uh, exercise his options, then they got to find a point guard. They got to get a big man and then put the pieces around him. But they have to have a bench that can spell them for like three minutes, two or three minutes. Two or three minutes in the NBA is a long time. Yeah, I mean Jordan Hill is going to be a very, very good piece yeah. if they, if he exercises his options because he's a free agent. That they need to re-sign him over pretty much anybody. I think that because I mean Rick Roberts and Troy Murphy, you know, they're nice pieces, just not for the Lakers. I don't think it was a good idea. But I think Jordan Hill is the guy that you don't need to run plays for. He's a double double machine if he plays enough minutes. Right, he'll get you twelve and ten every game, which is which is huge because Powell's not a rebounder. You know, Powell's an offensive rebounder, and and he rebounds. Uh, you know, miss free throws and whatnot. But he's not a he's not a bruiser, and the Lakers now need bruisers. What do you what do you make of the uh, San Antonio game? Because you know, we've we've said I, I know I've said we've talked about this um, that this team being a machine, this team having um. Uh, the veterans' leadership, and they, they still have that youthful exuberance where they can get up and down the court with anybody. And I say youthful because the Oklahoma Thunder is a youthful team. Yeah, to they say have the, the least. The best six man in the game. They have two of the best uh, athletes in the game that can score at will. And they still wasn't able to get past the San Antonio Spurs after having a lead, a nice size lead in the fourth period. Yeah, I mean, they gave up 39 points in the fourth quarter. So I, I would attest this loss to Manu Ginobili. And to the fourth quarter meltdown on defense. The funny part is that Manu Ginobili is is kind of a forgotten guy here because he's hurt. You know, he he doesn't put up huge numbers like like uh, James Harden does, right. but he just he gets the job done. He's he's their spark still. He may be older, but he is what James Harden would like to be. They their game is very fluid. 
you know, uh, they both they're both lefties. The game is very very similar between the two of them. They are, but you got to give uh, the difference in the difference in the two of those guys. They they are similar. Is is Ginobili? Ex- I mean, I think experience. experience. Yeah, experience that's it. alone that's it. gets him past James Harden for the next two years. Just experience alone, and he's come, Harden has come a long way. He, I think, he's found the right team to be on. They found the right chemistry with him coming off the bench, and he's coming off the bench for a reason. He, this guy can actually be a starter. He can be the number two guard, uh, but he's coming off the bench for a reason. And that, and the chemistry they have over there is perfect with him doing that because you have Westbrook and Durant over there. Um, they, they have a look at their look at their big man. If Durant is not one of them, but they have the pieces and puzzle the mm-hmm. uh, pieces in place uh, to be successful, and it's just one game. Yeah, I mean another thing is that is that uh, Scott Brooks sat Serge Ibaka for the last 16 minutes of the game. Which was it, it's why I mean he's the one that's supposed to stop Tim Duncan. He led the league in blocks. He's I mean he's all defensive player. He's I mean I don't I don't understand that. There's a couple things that Scott Brooks did wrong, which we don't say very often. But I mean I would say there's three things: one, Manager Ginobili; two, the defense; probably four. Serge, sit in Serge Ibaka, and the fourth one is Russell Westbrook only got to the line twice. He shot seven for seven, twenty-one. Seventeen points. Yeah, seven seventeen points on twenty-one shots. Took more shots than Kevin Durant again. You should never do that. Right, but the main point is that he's kind of like LeBron. Like he just gets he gets complacent with taking jump shots. Russell Westbrook is fast. Yeah, he is just cold-blooded fast, and he can get to the bucket. He shoots eighty percent from the line now, which is a huge jump from his mid-sixties his rookie year. He remind me of he's fast. He remind me who's playing right. He's dying, this guy. Um, he's who's it? Um. Play with the um, Clippers. Just shoots through the lane. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. He's fast. Yeah, but like he's that. stronger than Chris Paul. Well, he, I mean, and we, he can we jump talking, higher. Yeah, but we were talking about his speed. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. But Chris Paul is the things he do, man. The things he do at that height. I, I think he's about six foot, isn't he? Yeah, six two. I mean, it, it's all who who the hell yeah. knows. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it's all it's all ballooned, anyways. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Westbrook. but it's going to be interesting because it's true that. Uh, NBA series or any series doesn't start until the home team loses. Right. And you have two of the greatest home atmospheres with San Antonio and OKC. So it'll be interesting if San Antonio can come in and win game three or something and, and just totally tilt the series. Well, let, let's talk a little bit more on that before we get into Clancy Corner. But here's a report for you. Lakers' Paul Gasol wants to play for Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's going to happen because they'd, they'd want to trade Carlos Boozer. And if the Lakers got Carlos Boozer, I would not be a Laker fan anymore. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. We'll be back after this. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
passionate flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. Let's get, we were talking a little basketball, but let me read this. Tim Duncan puts the rest. Any questions about pending free agent status? Duncan will not leave the San Antonio Spurs when he become a free agent this July 1st. Why would he? I don't know. I didn't know that's reported. Why, yeah, exactly. Why is this a conversation, Tim Duncan? He cannot play for any other team. I'm sure he can and be successful, but it just don't, it's like Joe Montana going to Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, but it's different because he because there's no young blood coming up behind him like pushing still, him out. He, Tim Duncan is the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. And remember, David Robinson was there. Yeah. Uh, and you thought he would be that guy, but he was a great piece of so, uh, maturing. Tim Duncan got his ring and left. Yeah, which was good. I mean, I don't. There are not many players that come out of college like Tim Duncan anymore. You know, because like he's Shaq dubbed him Mr. Fundamentals, making fun of him in the All Star game that year, mm-hmm. and. All he does, he's just, he is the machine. He is like the heart of the machine. And he won't, yeah, there, first of all, there's no way he's leaving. That's ridiculous. That That's a waste of that writer's time to, to even report that. This, this is why, I mean, nobody reads the paper anymore, but this is, uh, you got the you got the sporting news channels and you have uh, the the internet. But but this is one of the things he said, um, I'm not going anywhere. He told some reporter. No like shit. You can print. <laughs> you, can, you can print that wherever you want to. I'm here and I'm a spur for life. That, that just don't make sense to even. No, I know. I mean, in the fun, I mean, what they've done is, and it's really interesting who they've drafted, who they've brought in. There's been no, there, there's been no power forwards that they've brought in because he's their guy. Right. If he gets hurt, they're screwed. For the, like I say, but he's been in, like I read an interview about him. they have a bench too now. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't have, I mean, Thiago Splitter's not gonna, not gonna take his spot. Like they don't have, I mean, Boris Diaw, that was a great acquisition by them before the, before the uh, trade deadline. Steven Jackson, there's a couple things that they've added. Steven Jackson, I like. Boris Diaw came out of shape from, uh, from Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, Yeah, cause he's like, I don't want to play here anymore. So, so he ended up getting picked up by San Antonio, which is a huge center. So, so guys, uh, do the players actually run the league? Because we just have a CBA in basketball and football. Now, if I don't want to play somewhere like the White Howard went on this whole terrain, messed up the Orlando basketball team, the Magic's basketball team, um, and I know you was into making a point, but when you say it, that it just that just hit me. Yeah. Boy. Oh, here's the thing, because I I'm, I know you give me a lot of crap for talking about money, how people make money, but I'm I'm sticking by it. I'm not I'm not backing away from it. But like Dwight Stick Howard is out. making Dwight Howard say he's going to make a hundred million dollars in his next contract. Okay. If I went to work and said no, I don't want to work here. I want to work at this other place. You'd be like, well, I I hope I wish you the best of luck. Get the hell out of my office. <laughs> you you know? know. So it's like with with this. The answer to your question is yes. Unfortunately, I want to bite my tongue when I say it, but yes. But that's the kind of person you football are. Football is different. I would say the same thing. NBA like, and uh, NBA especially, yes, they run the league. It's a star-studded league. They're going to get people to put them in the stands, so you want to make those people happy to stay there. And Orlando is going to be screwed when he leaves because now they have nobody. They don't have a good coach. Well, who the hell is going to coach them? Brian Shaw? Somebody unproven. Brush. How do you prove? How do you get proven? He's been under the reg- regime of uh, Phil, Jackson. Phil Jackson forever. So you got to have some type of inkling that this guy knows what he's doing. Sure, absolutely. So when when you will ever give him his first job? It's it's like Kareem would never get a job. They don't think Kareem can coach. 
how do you be a world champion that many times? Or uh, not all players can coach. Uh, we, we've crappy, seen crappy it. players can coach. We, we've seen good it. players can't. Yeah, because they can't get on the court, so all they can do is study. Yeah. So they master the game um, mentally and how to put guys in the right place. And if you believe into them, bow to them, you can win. I, I think um, I think Phil Jackson uh, or um, who we're we talking about, Brian I think Shaw. Brian Shaw. I think. You know, he could be a good coach. Put him in the right situation. Give him the right players. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and that's the problem. It's going to be like the Byron Scott effect. Byron Scott's like, oh, I'm so excited to coach LeBron in Cleveland. And LeBron's like, oh, see ya. LeBron, yeah, I'm not going to be here anymore. And now he's in the depths of hell. I mean, luckily now he has Kyrie Irving to to uh, to coach and everything. But, I mean, there's only one that I can think of. I mean, Phil Jackson was a good player in the NBA, and he made, obviously, an ex- exemplary coach. But the one, the star-studded one was Larry Bird. He won coach of the year once with Indiana. Took them to the finals against the Lakers when right. they inevitably lost for it. Too. But more times than not, Scott is, Brooks is that coach Scott coming Bro- to a good team. Well, yeah, I mean that. I mean it's it, it is luck. It's all timing, like we talked about the NFL. It's it's all timing, but it's going to be tough when with Dwight Howard gone because they're going to have nobody. I don't think they can get rid of Dwight Howard. I, I just well, don't it's think not going to be their choice. They got rid of their manager. Um, it, well, it's not because he's up. He, he's got no. He's got one, one year. more year, that, and that's the most ridiculous thing in the I, world. I why he signed that extension? That one year, he exercised that option. doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't keep him for that one year if he's going to be a distraction when I can really use that year to build my team and find pieces uh, to the puzzle to be successful. Because you're building your team according to your league, according to your conference, that division. you got to play the Celtics. you got to play the Lakers. I'm not. I'm sorry, not Lakers, the Knicks. The Heat, the Bulls. The Heat, the Bulls. Uh, Indiana, Philly, yeah, all these teams that have yeah. made the playoffs. Indiana's good. Yeah, I mean, Indiana's well, they're not. Good. If, if Rangers just shut up and play back ball, Indiana, Indiana's really good. I mean, if put it this way, if think Andrew Bynum. There, think who's over there. You just got finished saying the guy's name. Larry Bird's not going to settle for anything. Once he's been there for a while, too, he know the right guys to come in where they don't have, because they don't have any superstars that you can really market. They only had one game on national TV this year mm-hmm. outside of the um, playoffs. Yeah. But I mean, it's also it was also a strike certain season. So they were 16 games less. Pl- there were less 16 games played this year. So I mean, that that could make that could change a lot. Right. I don't think they would have been a three seed if there was 16 if there was a full season played. You but, know, but I think they would have still had that. I think they would still would have had a pretty good team. Um, you know, teams would have had that 16 games to make a move, make yeah. a final push. But I still think they would have been in the playoffs, and then. Maybe yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all speculation. Have, yeah, because they do have a good team. I believe that one more piece of the puzzle, or some more dedication to just playing ball and not talking so much, and not get letting the refs and and get and talking about the refs. I know we will get into Clancy Corner, but you just got to play ball. I yeah. mean, you can't don't 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 put fire under some of the best players in the league when you got to guard them for four nights. Yeah, I mean, you know possibly. the the uh, the sick part is that if Andrew Bynum was on Indiana. They could have beat Miami because Roy Hibbert is seven three or seven two, seven, and he's seven two, and he plays like Pau Gasol. If he would have played like Andrew Bynum, mm-hmm. if he would have been dunking the ball, you know, rebounding and whatnot, he should average eighteen rebounds a game in that series. Easily, so Easily. what about Pau Gasol going there? Nah, it's not gonna happen. He he, he won't go there. Yeah, well, he, they'll send well, and the Lakers. The Lakers well, the Lakers. Well, no, it's all about who the Lakers are gonna get back. The Lakers are not gonna send the Lakers. They need a point guard. It's kind of like Philadelphia did to Donovan McNabb, send them to Washington. You send them to the same. A team in your conference, I, they can. I don't think the Lakers will have a problem sending him anywhere in the West. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that's even an issue. I mean, I think that really, they need a point guard. That's really what it is. Houston has Kyle Lowry and Goran Dragic. Of course, that's another Suns product they sent oh, away. Needs a point guard. Indy? The Lakers. The Lakers. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So Kyle Lowry, before he got hurt this year, was averaging like fifteen, eight, and seven. He was having a great year of fantasy. And if they trade him 
for Powell and or if him and Scola for Powell and Joe Schmo from the Lakers, maybe Steve Blake, then then the Lakers might have something moving here. Jordan Hill. Well, you know, it doesn't. Well, you know, you keep Ramon Sessions if he exercises his option. Steve Blake is six years older than Ramon Sessions. Yeah, I mean, you got to see the big picture. If you're trying to get young, like the Spurs did, you got it. You got to kind of. I'm trying to have a mixture. Young is good, but I'm trying to have a mixture. Young is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Young is that team that's gonna make it without experience, right? See, if Derek Fisher was there since the beginning of the year. We, we might have changed everything. Changed, it would change their mentality because he's he was the enforcer for the Lakers. And I think now I think he's going to stay. Second, yeah, if they give him another option, he is kind of old, but I, I still yeah, like but the they guy. need he, Russell he Westbrook play. needs somebody. He needs somebody, and as well as Harden. Yeah. Hey, Kwame Sports Talk second segment. We got Clancy Corner. Okay, uh, brought to you by Rock Bar in Old Town Scottsdale. Go in Fifths and Craftsman. Say Clancy's Corner, the bartender, you get 15% off. It's a great spot. Good pool tables. There's a nice uh, nice deck on top. Yeah, check it out. Uh, so, a couple things bothered me this weekend. Uh, one was a horrible call in the Detroit uh, Tigers and Red Sox game. It led to a three-run rally by the Red Sox and inevitably caused them to win by three runs. Uh, it was a an obvious strike three swinging. Uh, first base umpire uh, called it foul tip into the ground, which neither of which happened. Uh, Jim Leland went nuts. And I, it begs the question, why are umpires necessary in baseball? Why? Ho, ho, wait for it. So this is what I think. I think that you take all the salary that you're going to pay the umpires, you, you put the money towards having a sensor on the bottom of the whole field. So you have, you know when the ball, especially in the strike zone, let's, let's start with just the strike zone. You don't need, you don't need a, a home base umpire now, a home plate umpire. You have the same strike zone for everybody. Every ump has their own strike zone. So that th- these pitchers have to not only adjust the pitcher, not read the scouting report, but also have the scouting report of the damn umpire. It isn't even part of the game. It pisses me off that players have to adjust to human error. There should not be human error. There's no human error in the rule book. Either it's a, sp- it's a ball or a strike. It should be a ball in Japan. It should be a strike you know, you know, in, in Nicaragua. It doesn't matter. It should be the same strike zone, which would cause no more issues with having to, oh, well, we got screwed out of a call there. Oh, you shouldn't let the, you shouldn't let the umps win or lose a game for you, but they do. It doesn't matter if it's in the first inning or the last inning. Granted, in the ninth inning, it's more magnetized or magnified, but take away the human error, and at least balls and strikes to start. Sensors. How you come up with sensors? You're taking us back to the Jetson, where Elroy Jetson and those guys. Yeah, well, they knew what they were talking about. <laughs> they got to eat in pill form. Uh, no, but it's, it's... How you come up with sensors? Uh, you know what? Sensor, cause it changes. Because you see it on the TV. You see the um screw up on the TV well, on Fox. What about instant it? replay? Because it's slow to game. Baseball is already I don't a care. slow game. I don't care. Get it right. Get, yeah, I agree. Get it right. Because when you got when you got athletes working hard all, all season... Going through training camp, spring ball, and those things, and, and we're talking baseball, and then somebody, a referee who doesn't do anything until games, the season starts. Now they take classes, though. No, of course don't, they do. They take classes and they they have uh, seminars and, and all those things, but it's not an actual game when these guys are actually working hard towards being good. These referees are looking at film and stuff, and what what would be a strike? What a, I think more times than not, they're looking at how we can control the players. We can't have somebody bumping us and doing these things. And I want to get into Tedham baseball. You brought up a good uh, Clancy's corner, but it changed the way I pitch. It, the way I pitch, if 
the strike zones are all the same. Because now I don't have to swing at anything. If it looked like it's not going to be in, then I don't have to swing at well, anything. That's how it should be. There would be a lot of balls. But it, well, it should be it should be standard. It shouldn't be based on what what ump you get to look. You have to look at the ump line and be like, oh, I remember this ump has has a higher strike zone. Right. So I have to swing high. I can let I can let low, low balls go. I mean, it's just not. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I mean, in the back of everybody's head, in the in the late innings, fans, fans, coaches, players. I hope the ref doesn't screw us out of a win. The, I hope the ump doesn't doesn't make the wrong call and screw us out of, of a win. Right. And that shouldn't be a part of the game. And my problem with referees, umpires, and uh, officials, especially in basketball. They wait to the last, the, the best part of the game to try to control the game. When you're not making that call in the fourth, first, uh, quarter, don't make it in the, uh, fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a huge problem, especially if you're talking about some grown men. You let them play. Yeah, I mean, and, and you, and you tell them, referees talk to the players all the time. And now, now I'm talking basketball. It gets down to the fourth quarter. They say, okay, I'm going to let you guys play, but don't do, they know what they can and cannot get yeah, away don't, with. Don't matter world peace it. Right. Don't yeah. get into any, and in violence, and I and I do have a major, major, major problem, and this is have got to change. If I have any emotion in the game, you can't stir me down and then take me from my emotions. Right. All sports are very emotional. It exposes everything about you. I thought football exposes the greatest things about you, depending on who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. But any sport you play in, you have a passion for it. Exposes you. You are very emotional about it. So if it's a bad whether that be good emotion, bad emotions, or indifferent, however uh, you display it, you can't stare me down as a referee and then take me as I'm walking away. Right, yeah. I mean, that and then that was the second thing that, that really upset me, that got me sick to my stomach. You want to talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about it after, after the break. This is Kwame Sports Talk. We, uh, we're talking referees, and we'll be back to talk about some Celtics calls. Clancy's Corner Part 2. Clancy's Corner Part 2, coming up. <laughs> internet flagship station for sports voice america sports play ball if you're looking to talk baseball even in the off season look no further than the king's corner talking baseball with former world series champion jim layritz jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Layritz, is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter the Sports Talk. We are in our third segment. One more to go. 888-346-9144 if you want to be a part of the show. 
Oh, man, we were talking about the uh, referee the officiating in, in um, let's say, all sports, really. And then you got so many other guys um, weighing in on this that don't even play basketball, but you saw the nonsense that happened last night um, with the Celtics in the Heat game. Mm-hmm. But you have football guys, you have ex-football basketball guys weighing in on what the officiating is doing. But does David Stern step up and do something about this? I think it might have been him that's doing it. I think I think it's I think I think the refs oh, are it's now his, it's his problem. Yes, no, but I think that he's the one that told the refs, "Hey, he had to be." Hey, you know, because Danny Crawford was the one that called the tech on Ray Allen when it was just Ray, Ray Allen Ray was like Allen. the sweetest man alive. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't argue calls. He doesn't do anything, and he gets a tech just from from showing raw emotion right. on not liking the call. And it wasn't it wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't anything. Got teed up within three seconds. Danny, I mean, Danny Crawford's a veteran. He's one of the top five best uh, referees in the NBA, and that's not what he does. But he's not Joey Crawford. Right. He's not. He's not the guy that kicks out Tim Duncan uh, for for laughing on the bench. Right. You know, and and challenges him to a fight. It's not. Uh, R- Rondo got one, which was ridiculous. Rondo Ray got Allen one, got and one. I wanted to talk about that. But Rondo got one, and the guy stirred him down. Now these guys, athletic, what what they hyped up at this moment, um, and um, the athletes. Yeah, it's the playoffs. It's, and, and then. You talking about some guys whose whose emotions are very high, and then you got a chump referee looking at him, waiting for him to say something or look at him wrong, do something. That that's a problem. Yeah. Now you now you challenging these guys not only their passion, the desires for what they're doing. You, I really think you are challenging their manhood to see if you can back them down. And yeah. as David Stern, as we were saying, I think he's told these uh, officials. To be hard on them, you don't be hard on them in basketball because now when you get the fans involved and this is the and you you change a lot of things in the sport, so the fans can come. But now when you get the fans involved, it's going to be a problem when they got to weigh in about the officiating. And of course, the home team going, you know, at the Miami and the Celtics game. Of course, the home team, home fans. Go cheer for those things, but when it happened in Celtics, they go think these are the worst officiating ever. Yeah, I mean it's turning into David Stern being the warden and having the referees being the prison guards, just making sure nobody gets out of line, making sure all this. I mean it's ridiculous. It's let these let these freak talent players just play. Let them decide the game. Like and this brought me back to the Lakers when the Lakers played um Lakers played Oklahoma City and. And uh, uh, Ron Artest, um, flagrant foul, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It was just a hard foul, and there were like two technicals in a row. It's like, and that changed the whole, the whole, uh, the whole, th- the whole game. Because you get just because of that, and then the refs, it's the refs. Right. That was, the, I mean, it was a hard foul. Granted, just because it's Meta World Peace doesn't mean it has to be flagrant. It just goes back to that, but I, I don't think you should be punished on your history. Uh, I think for, in the but moment, but you are, yeah, but you are always uh, just like Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman had a son, and he got a foul. They'll make it a flagrant. Yeah. That make a, a, a which, which is crazy. Don't punish, take me, take the game for what it is in the moment. It's a game in the moment right then. Don't punish me for something I did two days, two games ago, uh, and and that's unfortunate because Ron Artest he was make, he is an aggressive player. He has quick hands, so he he's going to foul you a lot because he plays defense that way. But you know the nonsense he, nonsense he does, and you can distinguish between the two. Right, and then the referees. Uh, I just have a problem with them staring uh, players down. I mean, and going back to Rondo, Rondo may be kind of a head case, but he's it's never on the court. Like it's never he's yeah. never he's never he has never had animosity towards refs. All he does he is the most quiet. He seems the most fluid, quiet player in the NBA. He, he yells at his teammates. You know, he gets everybody in line. Ray Allen's the same way. Doc Rivers is a great coach. I mean, he's going to get fined for what he said. So this is the worst he's ever been called on me. Was but he he's going to get fined for the truth. Yeah, he's gonna get fined well, for say, "Come on, Eddie." 
Yeah, I mean, it's the nature of the beast now. I mean, the, the refs really, the, uh, the refs have more reign now. They have more. They have more say. They have. Okay. They can do what they. They can do what they want to do now. But see, none of these refs can do what these players can do. These players can ref a game. None of these refs can do what a player. Refing is hard now. Don't get me wrong. Refing is a hard thing. Is most of the times it's a judgment call. What you think it is. Some of these. If you don't call nonsense, you can call traveling on every play. These guys travel yeah. all the time. Yeah. They take three and a half, four steps, and and then fly. Well, it's like call, calling holding on every play in football. You can, you can do, do it. I mean, you, you, you just got to pick. See, another you don't mess with, the game up. That's yeah, but another doing. thing with sensors is you put it around the outside, so so the sideline calls, the ones that go out of bounds, the lights so it goes, Yeah, I mean it just it just says one way or the other. It's like tennis; they have the sensors underneath. You see if it's in or out. Mm -hmm. I know it's more difficult in basketball because there's only so many plays you can censor. Same in baseball, but they did it. In, they did it in tennis. There's a lot of smart people, a lot of scientists that can make this happen and make refereeing obsolete in theory. I can tell you, there's not going to be any sensors in a staple center because they play. Hockey there, and they got ice down there, and you put some electricity down there, you're gonna have a problem. Hockey sucks, anyways. It's gonna be like uh, sorry, Liska. It's, it's gonna be like New Jersey. <laughs> it's gonna be like the uh, field uh, where they got the uh, bodies buried underneath. Yeah, that's a whole yeah, other topic. Yeah, you know what? I, I just don't. Uh, Dave Stern needs to do something about this and stat. And Doc Rivers should not be. He should not be fine. If he if he gets fine, he should be a. Uh, uh, what is it? He should be at a. Appeal he'll, that. Appeal, he'll, appeal he'll get fined. Fine. He'll get fined. Yeah, but he should be able to appeal that and win it. Yeah, he'll get fined twenty five grand or whatever they do with the NBA. David Stern's about money making. Every bad call the refs make, David Stern gets paid. David Stern, I know. So David, I mean, David you Stern think so now? Now he wants to do. This is all David Stern. This is why they build jails so people can get paid. Yeah. This, this nonsense. Well, I mean, and David Stern is still. I mean, granted, after this whole CBA and everything, he's still one of the best. One of the best commissioners in, in, in all of professional sports. He's been around for so long. I don't care how long he's been around, but doing the right thing right now is what, what matters. I know, I know your resume build up to better and bigger things, but right now, you, you can't tell me this is, this is failed, these technical fouls. You saw the one on Rondé, Rondo. You saw the one on, uh, Ray Allen. Mm -hmm. Even, even the coach talking to the referee saying, come on, Eddie. Come on, you can't get fouled yeah, for that. But, I mean, you, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what led up to him getting fouled. I mean, a take for that. I, I don't know. Just come on. You just don't talk. You can't it's, talk to him anymore. Right. That's really what it is. I mean, but, but a couple years him. ago, a couple years ago, at the beginning of the season, they were like, "You will get a technical for for saying anything heated to the ref," and they did it for the first two weeks of the season, and then it went back to normal. But Roger Goodell and David Stern for changing the sports that they commission, it will. They will be looked at as heroes 20 years from now. Maybe. Because the NBA is changing. Now it's based on athleticism, jumping ability, and putting people in the stands. It's always real like that. No, real it's basketball is gone. There is no, there's, with the, the Lakers and the Celtics, the way they the played Showtime. in the 80s, yeah, but it was, it was team basketball. It was star, it was star studded, but it was still all those guys taking their egos, checking them out the door, and playing as a team. And it's not like that anymore, and David Stern's trying, he's trying to, to, uh, to evolve with the league, and he's doing the best job he can. He's not going to be able to get it done because you're talking about some kids coming out of college a year out of high school and going to play, and you can't control them and give them that much money and then control them. Maybe, you can't make everybody maybe happy, though. He's not going to. He, you, 
You can't. Look it's at Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell gave, he allowed Matthew Stafford $50 million signing bonus or Sam Bradford all these millions of dollars. Matt Ryan $40 million signing bonus and he cut it. He's like, we can't do this anymore. He didn't he cut it. He made them happy. He didn't cut well, it. Well, the, I'll, I'll tell you why he did it and Roger Goodell's a joke. Yeah, I'll tell you why he did it because of the pressure of the veteran players saying, how do you give these guys all this money? I've been in the league five years Damn straight. and I can't do that. Yeah. It, it just made sense. Well, but he well, but he didn't have to listen to them. He can do he, whatever he wants. Oh, He's he, getting paid $10 million you year. have to listen to him. By, by trade, he is a lawyer. He's an inter- right. He, but you have to listen to the veteran players. Or like you said, David Stern, 20 years, he's going to look at his greatest. If you don't listen to the veterans, if you don't listen to the guys who's playing the game, then you're going to have a problem. But he doesn't have to. They're his employees. He doesn't have to listen no, to them. No, they're not. In, in his contract, it says, take 10% of your argument and make sure it, it, it has to do with what the players want. <laughs> to a certain extent, his, his, you do, but not. He doesn't have to. Those players don't work for him. Those players don't work for him. These are independent players outside of being, let's say, with the their own organization. Davis, I mean, not Davis, but Roger Goodell. He has to listen to the player. That is his job. That may be the ten percent you may be talking about, but he, that is his job to listen to him. Other than that, he can't get better at what he's doing. Whether they right or wrong, you got to listen to him. When he when he when he uh, lays down a suspension or or a fine, and he's the one that they come to for the appeal. He's How the, is anything the, ever going to get overturned if he's the one that is doing that is running the appeal? Because you can go to, you can go to somebody and talk to him, and you can and I can look you in your face and hear it in your voice if this guy's sincere or not. I, I find you eighty thousand dollars. I'm looking at I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you face to face now. I'm finding you for your actions. I didn't see I didn't see it. Now I'm looking at the film and he doesn't he doesn't see all these things. He had people out looking mm-hmm. at this stuff. Merton Hanks being one of them who used to play and he he's finding guys, but um, he. He now he's a face to face. Now you face to face with him. He said this guy's sincere. Okay, they're eighty thousand. I'll make it thirty thousand. But you are fine. I mean, it, it, it's a difference in fifty thousand dollars. It's a difference in your next fine being okay. You you got fined eighty thousand, and your next fine being one hundred and sixty thousand. That's a big difference because the rules are changing and it's changing offensively. So guys can't. They just changing for the protection of the game, which I'm all for. But you're not going to change these rules overnight. So you got to say in 20 years, I think in 20 years, if you teach these kids how to tackle and keep their head up and play with their eyes, then in 20 years, football will be a lot better. That's the evolution part that I I normally talk about. Uh, But it isn't Roger Goodell, David Stern's contracts to listen to the veteran players that – those are the ones that play the game. Those are the ones you can get the better advice from. And from now, they outside looking in. Now you can get some help. You can do whatever you want to. You are ultimately in charge. And that's the point. But if you do that, you're not going to have that job long. You're not going to look at it as no pioneer down the road. Right, but I mean, granted, I give you that. But what he's doing with changing the game, with with protecting people and finding people exorbitant amounts of money to to, ele- to make them not do that again. Right, right. It's a far cry from your $2,500 late hit fine and how James, James Harrison's getting seventy five grand a pop. You know, I mean, that's a lot of money for a football player. I mean, for anybody, obviously. He but got for guys that don't have guaranteed contracts. In, in uh, four weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's but crazy. Going back, I mean, so it's very, it's very parallel. Both these commissioners are... Jokes. They're cha- well. They're well, but they're slow. But you said that you're all for protecting players, uh, right? Definitely. Okay, so definitely. that's what Roger Goodell's main goal is: is to protect players and to wreak havoc financially on the people that are not following the rules. If you want to change anything, you do change people by their pocket. You take their money away. But is that fair? 
Is that fair? If that's the way it's got to happen, it's got to happen. But they were taught to play a certain way since they got to their point, and you expect them to change overnight. They're not ignoring your request to make it a healthier sport. And that's why these new rules are new rules. And people are saying, okay, innovation, question. This innovation right is always questioned. You think this is a, uh, you think this is a football rule or should be a football rule? I'm a defensive tackle. I'm on the ground. I get blocked down to the ground. The quarterback is in the pocket. I can't crawl towards him and reach for his leg to tackle him. You think that's a, that should be a football rule? I saw what happened to Carson Palmer in the Do playoffs. Do you think that should be a football rule? We're we talking about football. Now, the physical sport, I think hockey, football, rugby, some of the phys- most physical sports in the game. You think that should be a rule? So if I'm on the ground, I'm done with the play. Now I can't help my team out. I'm not reaching for his legs to hurt him. I'm reaching for his legs to get him down, whether I grab his ankle or whatever I grab, I got to get him down. My job is to get to the quarterback. I think it's ridiculous, but yeah, I think it should be a rule. That's crazy. I know. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's your I saw, I No, no, I know, but I saw Carson Palmer's knee shatter I in the playoffs. The same thing. Because it happened to Tom Brady, now it's a rule. I understand the ridiculousness of it. When it happened but, to Carson Palmer, it was nothing. It was just Pittsburgh play aggressive defense. And when no, it happened that to guy Tom, rolled into the bottom of his happened, knee. When it happened to Tom leg. Brady, the rule changed. Right, exactly. Carmel, that's, that's, that, that, uh, that, screwed, that screwed Carson Palmer's career. That was it. He was at the top. I know, well... He threw three. Pa- uh, come on, it's a little different. He was never the same. That was the Nobody pinnacle. That really, was the pinnacle of his career. Uh, rarely, people are the same after any injury. Right. Any, any especially injury. one like that. That was it, unfortunately. That's what happened. Somebody got rolled into. The guy tackled low, and that's what happened. We'll, we'll take Killed his career. Quamlas supposed to all. We. We, we can't get down and dirty with Deborah because she's on location in Chicago. We'll come back with the second segment, 888-346-9-1. Oh, the fourth one. Don't second. ever correct me on the air again. Oh, uh, yeah. As I was saying, <laughs> we'll be back for the fourth segment. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. This is the last segment from last sports talk. Last segment being the fourth segment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Get it. And we're back. We, we were talking about the rules, and I just don't agree with uh, some of the rules that they have. I, I, off the air, I believe... 
you make the rules and you test them out. You make make the rules to to betterment of the game, uh, the players, uh, but you don't drastically fire somebody when. For for 20 years, I was taught to play football this way, and you wanted it. You wanted it this way. You know why? Because you're taking my hits and my plays and making them highlights and making money, NFL films making money off these highlights. You're selling these things every offseason. You're making them profit off this off this extra money, off these plays that you find them for. Now all of a sudden you find them for them. So I'm thinking like, now, if I wasn't smart enough to know this is crooked business, then I'm thinking like, well, how am I supposed to play now? Now I have to be more passive. I'm a defensive player. Offensive guys are passive. I have aggression every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Build well every week. Building up to that for Sunday, I can play the way I was taught to play football. Um, and I'm all for changing the game as far as the concussions and 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 bodily um, uh, permanent injuries and, and those things. All for it. But there's a direct the correlation between the two. So yeah, that's why that's but, why I'm, I don't understand why you think taught, one way and then you don't I, like the rules. Yeah, like, but, I, I, but here here's why here's why I'll tell you this. I was taught for 20 years to play that way. Now, if you teach these kids right now how to play, uh, how to tackle instead of hitting, dipping their shoulders, dipping their head, mm-hmm. teach them that now. And then 20 years, let's see what the game is. It takes time. You're not going to do it in five years. You're not going to drastically change the game in five years. All you're going to do is heavily find guys and, and take their money and then you got a black eye in the uh, sport now. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. So you have all of these 1,200 uh, lawsuits against the NFL with players that you know. I mean, you you have you have injuries that are irreparable, right? Right. I mean, sm- luckily not as horrible as as people that can't walk anymore. But like you have you have them, and these people 1,200 1,200 lawsuits. Roger Goodell's like, f this. I'm changing this right now. Screw. I don't care. Right. Go, and he stop got playing him. football. I don't care. We'll have somebody else come in that will follow the rules. That no. will make less money than you, and I'll make more money. So he's like, you think you know, he's thinking like that. He doesn't care. He. The thing is, is he's changing the rules so this stuff most stops people that happening. never played the game. Um, and you're talking to Roger Goodell because he's a businessman. This is, he's a lawyer. His mindset is different from the guy who grew up. Where he had, wherever he grew up, I don't care where he grew up, Maine, um, uh, South Central, I don't care, Alaska, Florida, I don't care where he grew up, Kansas, the middle of the country. They, they grew up, they grew up a certain way, thinking a certain way. Okay, I'm a lawyer, I'm growing up, I'm a businessman, I'm gonna be the top lawyer, so he, he, he cannot change the game according to what he think it is. He has to yes, change he can. He, he, yes, he can. What he think That's he, why he's the commissioner. He's, he never, he's the commissioner for business. Football is a multi-million billion right. dollar right. business. Right, I know. It's, it's a business. He changed the game for business purposes. Now, he... Unless you consult with guys who play the game and, and you think you got a good NFLP and you're trying to work both sides, the NFLPA current players, and mm-hmm. you're trying to work the NFL alumni, uh, retired players, until you bring that all together, nothing's going to change. You just can't change it and say, I don't care, go play another game. Now you're diluting the sport. A lot of people, and you tell me, am I wrong on this? Go to the game for the physicality of it. Of course, and that's why they go to hockey. Shit. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But you get touchdowns in football. That's why the rules change, so you can make score high. Mm-hmm. That's why the yeah. rules. A lot of rules change. We just can. You telling me as uh, going backwards, backpedaling or running backwards, I can't touch the receiver after five yards. This guy's running full speed at me, and, and they're getting stronger, faster, and bigger and quicker every year. Uh, so you can change the game while you want to. Now you got to. You got to. Now you got to manage. What kind of fans you gonna have at this game? Sure. Just like look at soccer. You know the sport that got has the most concussions is soccer. 
These, and the most faked injuries also, so it's hard to tell the difference. Well, I'm, well I don't know. I'm talking about their heads, concussions. Yeah. Um, not their bodily concussions. I'm talking about their head because uh, a lot of us forget that there's bodily concussions in football and in, in a lot of sports that we don't that we don't report because they're making such an emphasis with the football being at the height it is with the lawsuits and everything that we have the concussions, the uh, the trauma, the head traumas, the head concussions. But there's a lot of bodily concussions. But soccer is the number one sport as far as concussions. Yeah. They hitting the ball coming 40 miles per hour mm-hmm. with their head mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, we're, so, we're, you, know okay. this, you know, go ahead. I'm saying, Rod, I'm not saying that's the only reason why the rules are changing, why the game is changing. I'm not saying it's just because to keep people not injured. I mean, look at look at all these stadiums who can't even watch teams. Like, hometown fans cannot watch their teams play at home because they're not sold out. So it's blacked out. So you watch somebody, right. you watch Arizona and 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 uh, the and St. Louis if you're in you know North Carolina because Carolina's not sold out. Right. You know, I mean that's it, back in the day. So well, granted. So it's you're right. So it granted it, it is a money making thing. I understand that. And the whole reason why there was the lockout was because the owners were being greedy. It had nothing to do with Roger Goodell, right? So it's like. I think he's getting a bad, more of a bad rap than he should get. I know he's not perfect. He not Pete I know he's, he's not. not Pete Rozelle. Go ahead. I, I know that. But he's doing things to try to better the game. So the ramifications of what happens afterwards isn't as great, isn't as grave. Boxer Williams paralyzed in Georgia, motorcycle crash. Should any athlete at the top of their game or any professional sport be on a motorcycle? They need a, they need a, uh, they need a jolt somewhere. You know, they need they need something. When they're making hundreds That's of millions why. of dollars, Ben Roethlisberger, Jay Williams, Bobby Hurley, these guys, basketball players that came out of college, they have more money than God. They're 22 years old, and they they need they need the fire. They need some sort of fire. This is why I will not skydive. This will not. I won't bungee jump because I will survive it, and I will have another high to get mm-hmm. to. And the next thing you know, I'll be cliff diving. Mm-hmm. With a parachute in my hand, <laughs> jumping out and then just not even it, throwing it and letting it go, <laughs> waiting, wait, seeing how long I can wait before I can survive. Yeah. Um, when I know I should have let it go ten seconds ago. Yeah, but and that's why. I mean, look at LT. I mean, he did. The, he went. He went to drugs. You know. I mean, people need their high somewhere. I tell you, after they're done or while they're playing. That because the sport they're in, they've been trained in for years. Let's boxing since they were twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, Football since they were let's say twelve, but it's been it goes further than that. It goes yeah, longer Pop than Warner. that. Pop Warner and then baseball since they were born. Yeah, they need that competitive. They have that competitive edge. So I think when they're done with their sport, they look for it. It's senseless to be paralyzed at the age of uh, what is this guy? How old is he? Thirty years. Thirty years old. Paralyzed because he's on a motorcycle. His record is 41 and 2, 27 knockouts, two time former Walter Wade champion, title that's, holder. That's um, but it, it's senseless to go uh, be paralyzed at that age. Now, I think golf is the only sport where you can find that edge. Guys, I mean, everybody can't take golf, I mean, play golf, but a lot of a lot of retired guys go to golf because it's still competitive. Mm-hmm. It's still a challenge, and they look for that challenge. I don't know what he was doing on the bike. Maybe just slip and fail. Um, but hopefully it's temporary. Because you'd be paralyzed temporary. So yeah, hope well, that. hopefully it's that. Let me ask you this. NBA draft coming up. Are you going you gonna to watch? It's t- actually, it's tomorrow. Oh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the lottery, lottery selection show. Yeah. I mean, I hope the Suns get the first pick. Suns? So they can finally get rid of Steve Nash. 
They have, they have, they have like a point zero 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 seven percent chance they get, get it. If the Suns get the first pick, they're not going to get rid of Steve Nash because if they get the first pick, you want to get the um, you want to yeah, get Anthony, the guy from Davis. Anthony Davis from Kentucky. Well, here's the thing. I think if the Charlotte doesn't get the first pick, they should just go play in the D League. I don't even think they should be a franchise anymore. Who Charlotte? Yeah, Bob Cass- you just get Michael Jordan. Be like, hey, Mike, you know you tried. Never come back to the I, NBA I, again. I don't think Mike trying. I think Mike like to be on the same. Mike was at a hockey game when his team was should have been. Yeah, because they've lost 46 games in a row to end the season. So, I mean, it, it, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, Michael K. Gilchrist, and um, and Austin Rivers will be three out of the top six picks. Austin Rivers should should stay another year, but he's he's Why? really good. Why? Be- Kyrie Irving comes out. Uh, with why should he? Then. Carmelo yeah. Anthony. Uh, Dwight Howard, Andrew Bynum, I can they go came down the early. list. Yeah, no, and they're and they're not developed basketball players. It took them years. Carmelo is still what? not a developed basketball Carmelo player. Carmelo is the no, no, he's not. He doesn't know how to play basketball. I would take him right now. He does not know how to play basketball. He can't play defense. He can't play as a team. He's a cancer to every team he's played for. So you telling me if you Carmelo have, you played have four a chance, years, you have a chance. Four years of college is not going to do it. Four years of college. LeBron James is, would have been a college. completely different player. Who cares? He hasn't done he's jack. He's a superstar right he has, now. Well, he hasn't done Three-time jack. Three-time MVP. Okay, that's fine. But he could have averaged. He could have led led the country in scoring for four years. Why? Who wants to do that? Because they give you so millions you can become of dollars. a basketball player. Mill- these kids are not taught to be. I cannot school. believe we only have one minute left. We, we only if that. Uh, these kids are not taught to go to school. And then where they come it doesn't, from? It's not about school. We're not talking it's about, about. And what is it about? It's about it's, developing I think, I your think craft. School should be the first thing they should think about. Yeah, They're that's very, that's very that, sweet. They that's play. very sweet. That's but that's truth. not why people go to Kentucky. You don't go to Kentucky to get a degree. You you, you go to Duke to get a degree. You don't go to Kentucky to get go, a degree. That's what my point. My point. They was taught to play basketball. Right. I think school should be first. They not. That's why. And they, why said, they, that's fair. Why should they stay in for four years to develop their craft of playing basketball? We gotta go. You know this what? Is ridiculous. You know what? Go to his um, Clancy's corner. I'm gonna write a six-page article about this and, and check it out. And I might be on Twitter cussing his ass out. Now do it. Uh huh. Lasso Sports Talk. Hey, thanks for joining the show. Deborah Debris and Sydney Liska will be with us next week. They're on location. I don't know what they're doing on location, but they're there. Chicago. Something important. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for joining the show. We'll check you guys out next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.